Imagine this, you approach her, you took initiative, you got her attention, okay? So her reaction to you was, you have my attention now, what next? But if you don't lead it anywhere else, what the fuck is the point of even going up to her in the first place? And we're live! Welcome back to Raw Dating Advice. I'm excited for this one because um, <laughs> one little thing that me and Chris have been talking about off camera about like kind of the vision of what we want the radio version of Raw Dating Advice to be. And I call it the radio version because <laughs> Chris's voice literally went so radio host-ish the first time he was speaking in the last episode. So you guys need to go back and watch that. But um, it kind of feels like we're like a legit operation now. And, and because of that, uh, we want to really make this show something that can has the potential to take off because we don't put in this effort for nothing, right? And so um, the cool thing is all you guys are, who are watching right now, um, you're noticing that the views have been down a little bit from what they were before. And it's really because we're evolving our content. And I honestly, as a company, we focused the last six to nine months on building the business side of things. And now we're coming back onto social media, back onto YouTube, which is kind of like the start of all this, which also means we're coming back with our new podcast called the Raw and Relentless Podcast. We're gonna be using the same setup, just different topics, not specific to dating advice, but we're gonna kill two birds with one stone, use this studio for both uh, setups. Uh, the Raw and Relentless Podcast, if you guys haven't subscribed yet, the comment is down below this video and in the description box, the link over to that second channel where we're going to start posting episodes. So go and subscribe. That way you don't miss those first few episodes because we've got a few things planned up our sleeve. That said, that whole intro right there, I said that to kind of really get these guys a good gauge on what to expect in this episode and a lot of the episodes moving forward. Now, obviously, guys who are subscribed to Raw Dating Advice right now, guys who have been following me for a, a long time, likely have my book too. They look to me for coaching and tips and how-to and practical. You're going to get that in this version of Raw Dating Advice. However, it's going to be a little bit different than what you guys might be used to, uh, whereas I'm normally talking direct to camera and, and I'm just giving how-to tips, right? You can expect that from Raw Dating Advice. Um, so we're actually gonna be uploading three times a week on this channel, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, kind of like we were before last year around this time. Uh, just the difference is we're gonna do this format on Mondays and Fridays, and then the normal format that you guys are used to on Wednesdays. So a uh, little bit of everything here for all you guys who love you some Raw Dating Advice. So Chris, did you have anything you wanted to add to that as well? Uh, no, just subscribe to the Raw and Relentless podcast. I'm very excited for that one for to see the change of pace see all the different topics i don't even know what you're going to talk about but it's going to be entertaining for <laughs> yeah. sure yeah and i think that's part of what i think the gold of this show will end up being and, and what i anticipate my hypothesis it'll become a lot of the guys favorite part where it kind of seems a little bit more relevant to what's going on today rather than just evergreen advice um, because before if you think about the mentality of growing the dating advice channel like that if we wanted to grow we had to give advice based on what i thought guys would be uh, typing in the search bar right and if you've noticed this a lot of the the dating channels in the on youtube specifically they all kind of just blend in together it's just a fucking massive thing of white noise yeah. and so uh what i thought we could do differently 
first off, a lot of the times where I've made another level in my life, I've said this multiple times, but every time I grew or my career took off to the next level, it was because I kind of looked at what, what everybody else was doing and did the opposite and did it in my own way. And I guess this is kind of a way that I'm doing that strategically with this channel, just to keep guys engaged and make sure that we're still delivering content that people find entertaining as well as, uh, you know, valuable for their life. But, um, that said, I, I like to talk about a lot of the experiences that I experience in my own dating life, the experiences that I see other people kind of crashing and burning with or killing it with in their dating life. But the old format didn't really call for that just to me to share those types of moments. And so I, I want to be talking about a lot of like what's relevant today, current events, relevant uh, news that relates to either lessons you can glean in your dating life or just interesting, intriguing, hot takes based off of my opinion on the way certain things are going. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think what you said earlier about the white no noise is just like, this is a perfect way to kind of get out of that and really show your viewers like a little bit of what, right? Because you're, you're Patrick from Rock Dating Advice, right? not just some other dating coach out there on the YouTube, you yeah. know? Yeah, and, uh, and it kind of really just makes this channel uh, something that... I would say gives the opportunity for the viewers who actually got some value from some of my stuff to get to know a little bit more about me, the company, the people I roll with, things like that. Uh, and really, you know what? Sit back, relax, and just fucking enjoy the show. That's the moral of this story here. So uh, real qu quick, Chris, I guess we can just get right into it because you and I, what were we doing before we got on the radio show right now? Getting them gains at the gym. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh and we were at the gym and um, I don't know if you noticed this, but do you ever like, I guess, have you ever thought about approaching women at the gym? I, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried it? No. Why not? Uh, for me, yeah. this was back. Uh, I remember going back to my old hometown gym, seeing a bunch of cute girls, but I would always just, it's just something that I, I never saw myself doing. I was just always scared. Yeah. Definitely. It kind of feels like super unnatural to like s almost pause your workout and hope that they'll be okay with pausing their workout just to talk yeah. to you for a second, huh? So today while we were at the gym, I literally saw a guy um, have the balls to go up and approach this girl who was doing like a pretty, pretty, uh, I wouldn't say intense, but I would say like this girl knew what she was doing. She's like been an athlete. You can tell that a um, little bit older woman, but I, I realized I recognized I didn't recognize this girl. What am I saying? I was I was doing my own workout and I kind of just saw like what she was doing and she was had a medicine ball and she was like pound. She lifted up over her head and pounding it on the ground, kind of like Donkey Kong, just fucking pounding the ground. Right. And she would just do sets where she picks up the ball pounds it on the ground as hard as she can, picks up the ball, pounds it on the ground as hard as she can. And I thought to myself as I was about to do, I forget what workout I was, I think I was doing pull-ups. And uh, I thought to myself, well, that's a chick who clearly is like, she's either been an athlete and she's been doing these types of workouts like her whole life, or she's the, one of the people who goes to the gym and kind of does like intriguing lifts that she sees people do on YouTube or like uh, women's fitness or something like that. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's just a interesting exercise that she's doing. Anyways, uh, shortly after I thought that to myself and I just kind of continued on with my workout, this dude rolls up to her. He's probably like, if I had to guess, maybe 38 years old, skinny. He looked like a cool looking dude. He looked normal. He was trying to be so social. You could tell, but he walks up to her while she's kind of just stretching in between sets and goes, what the hell did that ball ever do to you? 
And he says it like with a super serious face. And I thought to myself, cause I'm, I, I don't have headphones in and I'm still working out like right there. And I was like, Oh, that's not a bad opener. Let's see how this goes. Right. <clears throat> and then she kind of just looks at him and flashes a smile. Cause she knew why she was, he was approaching her, why she said that. And she was like really chill about it, but she just smiled. And then he just stared at her like this. <laughs> what did that ball ever do to you? And he said it again and just kept staring. No smile, no hint of playfulness in his voice. And she just smiled and said, thank you. Thank you. And then he just walked away and just started doing his own thing. And then he came back with a mat and kind of put his mat like maybe five feet away from her, um, kind of where he approached her from. But then they never spoke the rest of the time they were there. And she, she left shortly after that. And he kind of went off and did his own thing. And I thought that was super interesting because it's like, yo, he kind of like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if he didn't listen to my last episode, it's just kind of like, maybe this is uh, I was my, I was spot on with the kind of the topic that we want, wanted to talk about, which is approaching women. Because fact of the matter is, this whole craziness in the world is so somewhat coming to an end, at least in Arizona. We're finding a little bit more normalcy than we had been seeing in the last couple of months. And we're back in the gyms. Gyms literally just open back up. And you know people are craving that social interaction. You know people can't wait to go out and start mingling, especially if they're single, especially women who've been single, who've been stuck inside but uh, by themselves, right? And... Um, and I think right now, more than ever, you're going to get a lot more positive responses if you start approaching women. But secondly, that man, like that interaction could have gone so much different if he would have realized exactly what we were talking about last time, which is approaching her is not like this big thing like, oh, I did the approach. Like we build it up to be especially in the gym. It's just the first step. It's just getting her attention. And a man like this who approached her, and I thought, man, what, what a, the opener wasn't bad, but he expected step one, just get her fucking attention to be the thing that made the interaction work. He walked up knowing what he was going to say, and especially because this was minutes after she had finished her set. So you could tell he thought about, oh, I'm going to say this and walk up. And then he had to build up the courage to do it. So it kind of fell out of the moment, out of context. It was a little bit late, but also it's not going to do all the work. It's just step one, which is exactly why I was saying, if you want to improve, start getting her attention now when, by approaching her and start working on your game versus like, if you did online, you got her attention, but you have to go in person just to get her attention. And you're going to go through all that effort just to find out, Oh, the thing that got her attention isn't going to do the heavy lifting for you. Oh, so you're saying essentially that that's like the the prerequisite. The attention, getting her attention, is the prerequisite before the any of the game even starts. Right. It step one. He did amazing. He knocked it out of the park. <sighs> Babe Ruth, that shit. What's next? What did the ball ever do to you? Okay, that's a funny opener. Well thought out. Okay, what next? He didn't even say another thing. He just said it like two or three times. He kept repeating it, hoping she would just. She just smiled, but like. What's next, bro? Mm, so do you think in, in his head, based off your, like, uh, you know, you just viewing it, do you think he just expected it to kind of do all the work and just had nothing, expected her to lead the conversation? Yeah. This is literally the same, almost the same line of thinking as if, like, a guy asked, what's, what's your best pickup line or something like that? Okay, if I told you the pickup line, you're going to work it up to be in your head. You're going to be like, I'm going to go up. I'm going to say this. I'm going to drop the fucking line. And you're going to go, ta-da. 
nothing happens, right? Because they're still lead like you're still leading this interaction we talk about as a man you got to lead right you got to lead the interaction you got to lead the frame battle right and she's following your lead okay so imagine this you approach her you took initiative you got her attention okay so her reaction to you was you have my attention now what next but if you don't lead it anywhere else what the fuck is the point of even going up to her in the first place it's almost like um, a roundabout way, a more extroverted way of just pulling your punches. I had this uh, client. I've, I've talked about him in several other places. I think I wrote about him in, in a product uh, of mine back in the past. But this client, we were out in uh, Tempe, Arizona. This is when I first became a dating coach, um, kind of within that first year out of dental school. And uh, this guy, we were going out in Tempe, Arizona at one of the bars, the college bars there. And uh, I had been talking to this girl that I approached, super cool. It was just kind of in the moment, kind of even me, my night was just starting. So you're just trying to break off the social rust and kind of just break out of your shell and get into a flow state, you know, talkatively, uh, especially when you're approaching people. So she was super cool, super fun to talk to. We had a little moment and I just kind of moved on with my night. But I told this guy, because I don't think he, he saw me talking to this girl. I was like, yo, go up and talk to that girl. Go up and say hi. And I knew in my head, this girl's already pre-vetted. She's already a girl who's uh, chill, super fun to be around, and doesn't mind talking to people she doesn't know because it's just a party, right? We're all just there to have fun. And so this is, I would say, similar to what the guy did at the gym, um, but in a different type of way. It manifests itself differently. But he was like, okay, I'll go up and talk to her. So he walks up behind her. If she's facing this way, he's coming from this angle behind her, right? And he comes up. Whispers literally over your shoulder, like I forget, I forget his name. It's been a while, but he was like, "Hey, hey, I'm Bruce. I'm Bruce," and she was just like, "What? What?" And just kind of looked around. She was really confused. But what he ended up doing was because I watched it, he walked up to her, "Hey, hey, I'm Bruce," like a mosquito in her fucking ear, just like over the top mm -hmm. of her ear, like hovering, and then just scurried back to me. He goes, "I tried it. It didn't work though," and I'm like, "Yo, she's she didn't even know you." approached her she didn't even know who you were she thought you were a mosquito over her fucking ear she's like what, what's that right and so this is the same as this the, the other guy but the other guy was just a little bit more confident with his delivery but either way what do both men struggle with you can already kind of glean this from the conversation what do, what do both men struggle with from taking it further leading it out to like actually just having a conversation yeah but what did both of them well attempt to do the one guy did it successfully and the other guy didn't. Get her attention. Get her fucking attention. They were expecting the thing that got her attention to do the heavy lifting. It just doesn't work like that. Uh, and so just for me, rule of thumb, bro, You, I, I think about this sometimes at night when I'm laying in bed. I think to myself, Chris, he's got a big dick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think to myself, I talk a lot. And most of the day, Chris just kind of sits there and listen. And I think it's just a habit because uh, I always I learned the hard way. When you approach a girl, which we established the last time we had one of these episodes, uh, I've done just, I mean, that's my primary way of meeting women. But when you approach a girl, I expect to at least do most of the talking for the first two to three minutes. Because I found it just like, especially if it's not a bar or nightclub where she's already partying and in a social mood, if it's kind of like she's not expecting to be approached, she's 
feeling all in her shell too. And she just doesn't know how to respond to this thing that doesn't happen to her on a regular basis, mm. which is a random guy approaching her. So until you get her comfortable enough to start investing a little bit into the conversation, I just expect to at least do the most of the talking for the first one to two minutes. Is this where the KLT factor, the no like, and trust kind of like starts, at least you start building that, that rapport with her. Yeah. So for the guys who didn't get that reference last time, I kind of was, uh, talking off the dome about why approaching is so much better than online and and i, I said something called the klt factor and it's almost like a, a term that i kind of just made up on the moment to describe it but at the end of the day for you to get this interaction going anywhere like past just hey that one time this dude talked to me randomly in public if you want to go past that she has to know like and trust you uh, and so like it's really hard to get to know, know, like, and trust someone over a dating app, which is why it's kind of just all mental masturbation until you see her in person anyways. Um, but your question, is that like the KLT factor of the know, like, and trust? A little bit. It's just more for her to break out of her fucking own uh, rust, shake off the, the social rust for the day, you know? Mm, and so from your experience, have you found them to be, like you said, like not as responsive? Or does it just really depends on what you what you said as an opener or what you're saying during the conversation or what you say as an opener has literally no impact on the, on how this conversation goes. None. It's going to blow some guys' minds and some guys might disagree with it. And if you agree with it, let us know in the comments. Right. But here's the thing, guys, what you say in the first two minutes, it doesn't fucking matter. I've said any number of things going from what you would normally expect. Like, Hey, I'm Patrick. What's up? Something like that to just, the craziest shit that you could possibly think of. I've said it right because at the end of the day, the only goal is to get her attention. And when a guy approaches a girl, she's not really paying attention to um, necessarily the words coming out of your mouth. She's thinking, who is this guy? What does he want? Is he trying to sell me something? Is he, is he trying to rape me? Is he trying to fucking just like attack me? Or is he just a guy who's like, interested in talking to me right she's she's mm. doing all these mental calculations in the moment but while she's doing that she her brain is just going a million miles an hour trying to figure you out in the first 30 seconds to a minute anyways so what you say in the first five seconds i guarantee she probably doesn't even she's not processing it it's like kind of like when my girlfriend's telling me hey we're gonna do this on thursday i'm like okay whatever and i have no clue what she said you know uh so in the in the beginning process when you do approach her would you say like the energy that you bring to the conversation and to the interaction is more important than what you say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, going back to comparing the two guys, the guy from a few years ago at the Tempe bar and the guy today at the gym, I would say the major thing between them was the difference in energy, uh, which was the second guy. He, he had kind of just more conviction when he said it. But he lacked the playfulness, so the energy for me wasn't there. But she responded positively because she was just being nice, right? Yeah. But uh, he just didn't have anything else after that. Like, where are you going with this, buddy? Like, what else? Is that it? Thank you for criticizing the the workout that I was just doing. <laughs> Can we go on with our days now? Okay, cool. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, the energy could have definitely been a little bit better, but it was definitely more he was trying to get her attention, unlike the, the first guy. Uh but I would say if, if you're worried about what to say in the first 30 seconds to a minute, um, just know I've never once had a girl tell me, hey, Patrick, I would really love to go home with you, 
But that opening line was ass. So hell no. <laughs> Move on with your day. It just doesn't work like that. She probably, she has no clue. She's literally just trying to figure out who is this man? What does he want? Can I trust him or not? When she realizes, oh, you're just a guy who's being friendly and wanting to talk and wanting to spark conversation, then she'll start opening up because she'll have her defenses starting to lower a little bit, right? Especially if you're approaching her from behind, just know you're already setting yourself up for failure. I mean, if that's, if there's a, there's many trends that I've kind of noticed like to do's and not to do's um whereas like the words it doesn't really matter what you say it's more how you say it and, and what you say after that but uh in general you never want to be approaching a girl from behind period especially if she didn't see you coming right you almost always want her to at least lock eyes with you before you even get the chance to open your mouth and if you can't do that get her attention by just like back of your hand on her arm like hey what's up hey hey excuse me excuse me and it's really that simple. Then she, when she turns around and looks at you, then you open your fucking mouth, right? But um, uh, where? how do we get into that? What was your question? Uh, it was just more or less of the on the how you say it. Just like the energy that you bring is more important than what you even yeah. say. And don't even. approach a girl from behind, which is what the first guy ended up doing. So uh, even if he got her attention, she would have... It, it just like... Because women don't really know that like they're naturally a little bit weaker than men if a guy approaches her from behind and it kind of surprises her because she didn't see him coming instantly just her survival like fight or flight kind of goes up and she's already defensive right and so i i ideally if you're approaching a girl like the, the the smoothest approach would be she saw you coming she probably wanted you to approach her in the in the first place um, but that doesn't matter altogether because i'm going to approach her regardless and then when you approach her, it's just naturally the conversation kind of goes off, right? One example I can think of is uh, I was specifically at one of my favorite places in Scottsdale, a nightclub called Dakota. And, and I was kind of just j just walked in and I was walking through the room. Um, and the first thing I try to do anytime I walk into a new room, especially a bar or nightclub, is I'm just going to immediately start talking to people. And kind of like my rule is the first girl I see, hot, ugly, short tall fat skinny doesn't matter first girl i see i'm gonna at least make one one comment to her like hey what's up nice shirt i love it good energy high five move on with my night but i'm just kind of trying to shake off the rust and overcome the anxiety because your body your your subconscious uh it doesn't really it doesn't really need to be told hey if you approach a girl it'll all be fine right but we've got that DNA, the 10,000-year-old DNA that says, hey, if I talk to a woman who's not in my tribe, I might get clubbed over the head by the alpha male of this pack, right? And so that subconscious fear is still there, and your body, your, your subconscious just needs to experience the first few reps. It literally needs to get warmed up a little bit rather than just being told, hey, it'll be fine. Just go up and approach that girl. It kind of just needs to touch the stove to feel that it's actually hot. And so that's why I always do that. Every time I go out, it's always really the hardest one is the first one, right? But when you first get out, that's why no matter who it is, I don't judge. I just say something and I keep doing that even if it's a short interaction until uh, I can start building up that momentum, right? And so oftentimes now, especially if I approach a girl and I've kind of been shooting the shit with my buddies and I'm making cracking jokes with the, the Uber driver and then when I get there, I talk to a few people real quick. The next time, the first girl that I actually see that I'm actually somewhat into and I just naturally kind of talk to her because I'm in the flow of it, uh, it's very easy for me to just carry that momentum into that conversation. Oh, so it creates, you just start building up the momentum 
from anywhere. Kind of like remember the last episode that you mentioned how that small win really, even though like she gave you your number and she just felt bad for you, you took that as a small win and you used that to, you yeah. know, get to where you're at now. Yeah. And so, the, all right. So before I went on that tangent, just teaching a little bit, um, back to the time I was going out to Dakota and Scottsdale. I'll always remember this interaction because uh, that day I filmed a video about approaching women in groups. And, and so I literally had just filmed it, edited it, posted it, went out for the night. It was a weekend. And uh, while I was kind of making my first round in that club, Dakota, I saw this really cute blonde girl. And immediately the first thought that came to my head when I saw her was she looks like the girl from what was that movie where there was like this blonde girl? Was it the girl next door where she this blonde girl is like a porn star and she starts dating the guy who lives next door? I. I have no idea. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in editing, I might pop a picture of the poster if I can find it. Um, but this blonde girl with kind of sh short hair, I thought she was super, super cute. Um, and that's the first girl that that's the first thought that came to my head when I saw this girl. And I saw her standing in a crowd of like five people, almost like talking to each other in the huddle somewhat. And so they're standing right next to the bar. I see her. She's in direct eyesight, uh, eyeline sight of where I'm walking towards. Um, by, through this bar. That's the first thought that pops into my head. But right when I lock eyes with her, she locks eyes with me. She just happened to see me. And we kind of both held the eye contact and she was in the conversation with her friends and she was laughing as part of the conversation, but she's holding eye contact with me. So then she kind of looks away and I just, no, no hesitation because I'm already in the momentum of everything. No hesitation. She's the next person I talk to. I go right up and talk to her. But because she locked eye contact with me, she was already being social with her friends. I was already being social with anybody else that I'd kind of run into when I first walked in. We kind of came together in the conversation. It wasn't like an approach like, hey, and I had to have an opener. I just had to say, hey, and immediately she's just like talking back to me, right? And that's kind of like a smooth approach because it was like an ideal situation. But also think about it like this. You can set yourself up for success like that if you have even somewhat of a little bit of a strategy when you go up and approach a girl. Like obviously if she's sitting or if she's standing at the bar and the bar is in front of her, and you have to approach her from behind, wait, take a two, few seconds to wait or come from the other side and or just like get her attention first. So anyways, this situation, it kind of was just natural, right? And so then we start talking and one thing leads to another. I get her phone number. I don't think I ever hung out with her after that, but I'll always remember that just because it was kind of like she was in a group, but also I, I didn't make the approaching mistakes that most guys make there. You know what I'm saying? And so what would be like the normal approaching mistakes that most guys make in that situation? There's a lot of theory about like how to approach a girl in a group. Um, if you look back into like, I'm specifically thinking of the book, the mystery method, he's one of like the OG pickup artists from way back in the day. And he would always, they called it group theory. And so his kind of thing was you approach the group and, um, and, and I totally agree with this. You want to approach a group, but you kind of want to engage uh, a lot of people in the group. You don't want to just talk to one person. Um, and so he would say you engage the whole group, but you don't go directly up to the girl you want. And that's where I disagree with, right? And so, um, like I said, I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. You just kind of have to find what works for you, which is what makes the dating advice industry so unique in that sense to where it, it really is tailored to the energy that you're giving off and, and kind of like the context of the situation, right? But it doesn't really matter. Uh, and anyway, Let me kind of explain and you'll see what I'm talking about here. So when I approach a girl in a group, if I want to approach a girl in the group, I'm going to walk directly up to her and start talking to her, right? But then if I can tell that depending on the size of the group, 
I'm almost always going to have to engage other people in the group. So here's another part where me and the mystery method differ a little bit. He says, when you're talking to the whole group, first, you don't approach directly the girl that you want to talk to. You kind of just talk to the whole group and work your way into the group. And then you start teasing the girl kind of like offhanded, like, Hey, are you, is this girl always like that? If she like makes some snarky comment or something like that. And then you kind of tease her and you get the other, the rest of the group kind of like subtly making fun of her. So that way you lower her status and you demonstrate that you are higher status than her. And so that's kind of the way that he would describe a group theory situation for my, me and my experience. And it could, again, it's just two different people got two different strokes for different folks. For me, I found that I had way better success if I walked up to the girl that I wanted to talk to and then while I'm talking to her as the conversation is going, then I kind of get myself accepted by the group by also talking to her friends, but I'm not making fun of my girl just for the sake of putting her ego down below mine. More than anything, I'm probably teasing her and her friend equally, but mostly talking to the girl, mostly focused on the girl that I want, right? So for him, he's like, you slowly shift your attention over to her when she starts qualifying herself. Why don't I just get her attention from the start and, and kind of just get the group to like me enough to where I can keep the conversation going on with this girl. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm curious if you had any of like the times when you've approached groups that it kind of backfired and maybe the group didn't like you and they were trying to like push you away or wait, repeat the question. So have you ever had a time where you approached a girl in a group, but her group wasn't very like fond of you or for some reason, yeah, dude, it all, happens all the time. Right. And that's, that's another thing that I think guys need to get over is like that question right there is like asking me, um, or asking like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. So have you ever had a time where you took a three point shot and you missed it? Mm. Yeah. All the fucking time. <laughs> right. So for me, it's again, it goes back to like not thinking of this as like a zero sum game. I would say the only thing that makes this game finite in any, in any way is that one day you will die. So there is a little bit of urgency to this one day you will not be fertile anymore. Have you ever approached a girl before? Cause you have a girlfriend now, but have you ever experimented with approaching women in the past? Yeah. And it all, it, I remember this one time it was very awkward cause, uh, it was, she was in my college class, computer graphics uh -huh. and I approached her getting her, my, uh, my, my main focus was just to get her number. And so I did it, but without building rapport and it was very awkward and it almost felt like she gave me like, I re I resonated when you said like the first girl you approached, she gave it out of pity. It felt the same way. And like, I had no idea like what to text or what to even say after that, you know? So then I just kind of dipped. And so did you kind of give up after that? Uh, yeah, I would say so. That's when I kind of turned into like uh, doing Tinder because that was more my style mm. in the sense where like once I got comfortable um, just going on a, like an actual date and then just meeting them in person, I felt comfortable. I don't know why it was for me like something mental that like I was just more comfortable and more uh, more open and able to create the conversation, mm. if that makes sense. Have you ever had any awkward approaches like... Um, where it was like a really awkward, almost like cringy situation. If you thought about it now, uh, yeah. When I try to, um, tell the girl that put me in the friend zone that I liked her, I had feelings. I, I think it was very awkward. It, I was going to do it during prom and I had this whole thing set up where I would do like put glow sticks out in front of her house mm. and it was a prom question mark. And then, uh, I texted her and she never texted back and looking back, like she knew I was there. But she just never responded. And so for me, that was just created this awkward kind of tension 
Mm. And then it just, oh man. And looking yeah. back at it now, it's, it's just like very cringy and, and, but. Yeah. Yo, I just thought of this because, um, <clears throat> when I was, uh, uh, talking about the guy at the gym today, right? Uh, immediately whenever I see a situation like that at the gym, I always think back to the first time. This is like right before I got into approaching women. One of the first women who in, almost inspired me to get into approaching women, um, she ended up being like Miss Kansas and like uh, in the Miss America pageant. Um, and this is like my last year of college. So I was like 22, 23. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was going to this gym in my hometown, Anytime Fitness, because we go to Anytime Fitness. And it was like Friday night at 10.30 p.m. I would go work out. And um, this is... I forget what why I was like I just didn't want to go out during this time. I think it was like winter or something. So, anyways, I'm at the gym, 10:30 p.m. Anytime Fitness. I'm the only one there. There's no workers there. There's no other people working out because it's Friday fucking night. And then halfway through my workout, this girl shows up, and this is my town where I grew up in my whole life, and she is easily the hottest girl I've ever seen, bar none. Period especially in my hometown, right? And she walks in blonde, she's glowing, she's like an angel, and she's got these like tattoos on her arm and on her shoulder and things like that. That And uh, I remember she walked in and immediately she, she flashed me a smile and I was like, yo, I should go up and talk to her, we're the only ones here. But I didn't, I kind of just kept my workout and acted like I was just busy working out. And then throughout the entire time I was there, the rest of the time, every time I would look up, from my phone or my music, she was like looking at me and she was looking at me through the mirror and she would always flash a smile to me. And then I would never, I never talked to her though. Right. And so I thought to myself, as I was leaving the gym, I was like, next time I see that girl, I'm going to fucking talk to her. And so one week later, it's Friday night, 10 30 PM again, I'm at the gym working out again. So two weeks in a row and, uh, lo and behold, this girl shows up this time she's with the little kid. And I think it ended up being her little brother. And the only reason I know that is because um, the way the story ends, I already kind of ruined it. But a year and a half later, she ended up being like Miss Kansas. Um, so anyway, she's with this guy and I'm it's her, her little brother and she's like training him. And so I was thinking, oh, she's like a personal trainer. And so in my head, I'm thinking, well, what would I say if I walked up to her? How can I walk up to her? Because she's with this other person and not make it awkward. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'll ask her if she's a personal trainer or something like that. Because she was like teaching this guy how to run properly on the treadmill and she was correcting his form and all these things. Anyways. I don't end up talking to her that time. And I beat myself up as I was leaving the gym Friday night at 10.30 p.m. I was like, yo, you're such a little bitch. You're such a little bitch. You got to approach her next time you see her. So I started going. I, I was like, I'm going to go here Friday night again next week. So I go Friday night the following week. And I'm like, yo, let's hope she shows up. But if it's anything like the last two weeks, maybe she'll show up. She shows up. Long story short, I don't end up talking to her this time. There was more people there for whatever reason. There was like probably five or six people, but still like she every like three weeks in a row, she would always like kind of flash a smile at me whenever we walked past each other or something like that. Sometimes she would even kind of look intrigued by some of the workouts I was doing. I was like doing hella pushups and shit. And, um, <laughs> I was doing hella pushups, bro. <laughs> she was loving the pushups. Um, no. So anyways, I don't end up talking to her. And again, I gave myself the same pep talk, but this time I would go to the gym next Friday, never saw her again. And then I went to the gym the following Friday, didn't see her, went to the gym again, 
following Friday. Didn't see her. I never saw her again. Next time I saw this girl, and I was thinking to myself, I even tweeted about it. I was like, yo, I just saw this girl who is like the hottest girl I've ever seen in my hometown in Kansas. She's an angel. I don't know how she ended up in this town, but I need to talk to her, right? And uh, uh, and so the only reason I connected two and two together is because um, my stepsister sent me a picture. She's like, oh, maybe this girl can be, uh, uh, is like your, your soulmate or something. Cause she sent me a picture of an article, uh, of this girl from Kansas who's becoming Miss Kansas. And she, her dad was in the army and she wants to be a dentist. And at the time I was about to get into dental school. Right. And so, uh, I was like, I don't know. That's pretty interesting though. And she went to the same college as me. How crazy is that? And so, uh, she ended up, I, I, I think because I found out from this article, she went to the high school that was across town from me. So she lived in that town the whole time that I was there. And then we went to the same college, but I never talked to her because I chickened out three weeks in a row. I never saw her again. And that possibly could have been a very, who knows how that could have played out. Cause she was obviously giving me all the signs that I would even need to want to go up and say that first thing. Right. And so I know, I understand from first hand personal experience, how hard it is to approach girls at the gym and how awkward it is. If you have zero experience, that's kind of the only reason I told that story, but, um, it's kind of crazy. You know, you never know what could happen or, but you definitely know what won't happen if you don't do it. You know, mm. I think that brings a very valid point, which is like, like you said, right. The moment you don't do something is just like the moment you start beating yourself up. And I think like you just hyped yourself up after that. And then it's, I think the moment you catch onto it, it's very important to kind of break the cycle. Because if not, it's just going to keep happening and you're just going to keep feeding through the same thing, feel yep. self-pity and just yep. not do anything about it. I mean, I wish I could say that was the last time I ever struggled with anything like that. Um, but I think anybody who who wants to get into approaching women might struggle with, you know, the hesitation. The hesitation is very common, but it's until you kind of get that firsthand reference experience like, oh, hesitation only leads to me leads to it kind of becoming more awkward and not working out because when you start overcoming that social anxiety, that barrier, just like being able to take the first step, um, without hesitation, when you get there, you'll realize that those times you do hesitate. The only reason it didn't work out if you did end up approaching her, even after you hesitated was because you hesitated because they could kind of sense it. Right. And so I heard this quote, I forget where I heard it, but I wrote it down somewhere probably five, six years ago. And I thought it was just gold and I've always remembered it hesitation is voluntarily losing, right? Your gut knows what the right move is, but your head keeps you from going. It hesitates because your head's trying to bring logic into the equation when there's no logic. You find her attractive. She may or may not find you attractive, but nobody knows and nothing's ever going to happen unless you go up and talk to her. And there's actually been a book written about this, um, the five second rule, Mel Robbins, uh, and it's basically revolves around how the five second rule, anytime you want to take action, whether it's like getting out of bed without hitting snooze or approaching a girl, um, you have five seconds to take that first step because after five seconds, your brain is literally wired to go into survival mode and go, well, if I'm hesitating, then maybe there's a good reason for this. Maybe there's a, a fear of like loss, uh, or just getting kicked out of the tribe or just like a fear of death. Uh, whatever it is, your subconscious feels it and it thinks, oh, if I'm waiting, then maybe there's a good reason for that. And so the five second rule says, if you don't do it in the first five seconds, you're probably not going to do it regardless. Right. And so it also works, uh, as a tool when you realize that, Hey, I want to take this action, whether it be it approach a girl or get out of bed without hitting snooze. Um, 
you count down from five, literally like a rocket about to take off, right? So you go five, four, three, two, one. Because one of the most motivating powers in this universe is urgency, right? And if there isn't urgency, then you're not gonna do it. But just counting down from five, it's going to give you the subconscious feeling of like, oh, it's urgent, it's urgent, it's urgent. And so I'll just tell you what, every time I force myself to count down from five, because you'll even resist doing that. You just yeah. won't do it because you know it's gonna work. But every time I have, I've never not done it. I've never not taken that first step or I've never not slid out of bed even though I really wanted to, every fiber in my body wanted to hit snooze. But the five second rule fucking works and it literally has to do with the way your brain operates. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it just uses that like already programming there to kind of help you move forward instead of just stay stagnant and where you already are. I like that word, programming because you're literally programmed for this, right? And so rather than complaining about the way the programming is, why don't you just figure out, well, how do I use this programming to my advantage? And that's where, you know, the urgency of five seconds, the hesitation actually becomes an advantage when you realize how to use it as a tool. Mm. And uh, this just kind of hit me because it, it's just like a side tangent of, did you have like, what was your goal when you first came into like approaching women? What like, did you want to be like this dating coach right off the bat or what was your, nah, it, it honestly, I wanted to be a dentist, right? I wanted to get into dental school cause I spent years getting the grades, doing all the prerequisites that I needed, doing the volunteering, shadowing, whatever I needed to do to get in because in my head that was like the path to success. Right. So, so, um, when I was trying to get into dental school for me, I was approaching women because I had hit that all time low I talked about in the last episode that I just, it was like do or die. Cause I didn't want to be the guy who ended up alone in his thirties and forties and fifties. Right. And at night I would literally wonder myself, am I going to be that guy? My friends would talk about me as if I was like, Oh, Pat, like Patrick, he sucks with girls now, but just wait, he'll, he's going to be that dude who shows up to the 20 year high school reunion with the hot chick. And I was like, I, I think it's a compliment, but I also think they're saying that as like, Oh, he's the fucking nerd who you would never expect to get that girl. And so it would affect me because I would go to bed at night thinking to myself, am I really going to be that fucking guy? I don't want to be that guy because in my head, I thought I'm good at talking to people, right? I just, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. I even thought I'm a decent looking guy, but it wasn't working out. It's because I didn't know this, but I had the wrong strategy at the time, right? And so for me, when I started approaching women, it wasn't until after I hit the all-time low uh, where two girls in a row basically friend-zoned me, but these were girls who I thought I had a chance with. These are girls who I had been going on dates with, but they just weren't interested in me anymore, right? And so, and this is way, like, like, and I never did anything sexually with them. I just talked to them a lot, right? And so in my head, that was like, oh, that's how you get it. That's how you get the girls. But it wasn't. And so for me, when I started approaching women, it's like, this is the only option I got, right? I just wanted to create a little bit of abundance in my dating life. I wanted to have a little bit of semblance of control in my dating life. And ironically, when I started saying, okay, if I just go after what I want, then I actually am in control. And that's kind of where, you know, approaching is. But again, I hesitate to even call it approaching because I don't want to make it a thing. Right, because online people make it a thing by call, giving them the label. Right, just go up and get her fucking attention and take the conversation from there. Use what I teach in my fucking book to get her attracted to you. You know, links to the book down below <laughs> <laughs> or howtogetthegirlnow.com. 
or that or any of the YouTube ads that we you might see on on, uh, on YouTube. Those work. But yeah, man, uh, there's there's the uh, experiences in approaching. <laughs> um, shit. I don't know how this episode went, but hey, we're just getting started, man. Fuck it. Imperfect action. So if you guys got any value out of this, leave us a like on the video. Leave a comment below with some of your guys' experiences in approaching women. And, you know, we might even read some of your guys' comments on the next episode. But anyways, guys, um, I know today was really informative. Um, but honestly, my goal is to make this show uh, value, valuetainment, almost like that. The, there's a YouTube channel called Valuetainment. I don't want it to be that YouTube channel, but I want you guys to get value, but I also want it to be entertaining through some of the personal stories. I have a lot of uh, stories that I've kept offline for a while that I think might be the time to break it out, break out some of those stories uh, as far as me, stuff that I haven't even, in, I couldn't include in my book. Um, and so I want you guys to be entertained and I want also got, want you guys to start getting some value from this. This is a very valuable episode if you've ever thought about approaching women, especially if you're thinking about, well, how do I start getting back into the dating scene once this quarantine kind of starts coming to an end and we start getting back to normal? You might want to watch this video a few times, but just know we're taking imperfect action with this this uh, raw dating advice uh, episode format, just like I want you guys to be taking imperfect action in your guys' dating life. And if you aren't on the email newsletter yet, the only way to get on the email newsletter where we're writing literally valuable emails, how-to emails, answering your guys' questions even more than I've been able to do on the YouTube channel lately, um, that's all on the email list. And the only way to get on the email list is by getting my free book, at howtogetthegirlnow.com. It's called 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl. It's gonna teach you 107 proven methods to attract women in conversation. So if you want that and you struggle with getting girls into you and chasing you, even within that first conversation that you have with them, and I'm talking to any girls in the world, even if you don't know them yet, because obviously we've talked about how you can get to know them pretty quickly, even if you have nothing in common with them or no mutual friends like that in this episode. So if you want that book, it's completely free. Just go to howtogetthegirlnow.com. And you'll also get on the email list. And I said, I think uh, we will see you guys on Friday, young people. My raw rebels out there. Again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But the radio format, the podcast format, Mondays and Fridays. And then the normal raw dating advice videos that you guys know and love and are used to for the last few years on Wednesdays. And if you haven't already, go subscribe to the Raw and Relentless podcast at the link below in the comments and in the description. Peace out.